All right, Two TV Sports Double Take Podcast Live. Tosh Myers, Jared Blinder here, and today we got a special guest joining the Double Take Show. Yeah, so today we're going over the first half of the top ten sports moments, um, which was inspired by our new guest and Two TV Sports member Michael Retrum. Uh, he recently wrote the articles on best sports moment of his lifetime, and so. We wanted to chat with him, so without uh, further ado, I'll turn it over to you, Mike. Yeah, thank you for having me on the show, guys. It's a it's an honor. Um, really, the inspiration for this article started with just the incredible amount of time I've had over the past few months. Um, I was trying to fill the void with what I could do, since sports are basically all I watch, and that kind of led to me going on YouTube and looking up some of the best sports moments in the past decade um, and since 2000, and that's kind of where it started. And is it true you're uh, generally a Minnesota fan? Yeah, I've been a Minnesota sports fan ever since I can remember um, because of my dad. Hey, Skull Vikes, and without further ado, why don't you uh, (laughs) kick us off since it's it's your list and uh, hit me with your number 10. Yeah, sure. Uh, My number 10 event was probably the least memorable in terms of singular moments, um, but my 10th event is the 2016 World Series Game 7 between the Chicago Cubs and Cleveland Indians, won by the Cubs, of course, breaking their curse um, dating to 1908. I had that, uh, I actually had that one eighth, and I think uh, we all had that one in our top 10, which is um, not that surprising, just being that the Cubs hadn't won since 1907, which was basically the biggest drought in our entire lifetime. Um, And that Cubs team was kind of stacked up with a ton of young players that are building up to that uh, moment. Um, What I thought was, was great about that game was, was the actual game um, and the weather delay. And, and, uh, and do you guys remember that the, the weather delay and like the eighth inning that kind of paused the game? Yeah. I think Joe Madden honestly terribly managed that series, especially with, Roll this Chapman, it wound up working out, but he really overpitched them, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I actually completely agree. And, and what was funny was, I remember Chapman was saying he didn't like to pitch um, multiple innings in the. It, you know how some closers like Mariano Rivera always always would do the two inning saves. Chapman said he didn't want to do that. Madden still had him do that, and and he almost blew Game Seven of the World Series. Um, Lucky they got bailed out. I do think the weather delay really uh, helped them in that sense. Um, Jerry, where did you have that one ranked? Yeah, so I actually have that higher than both of you. I have that coming in at seven just because I'm a Red Sox fan and our old general manager, Theo Epstein, was at the time then the general manager of the Cubs. Um, And so all that history of them not winning a title, basically mirroring what the Red Sox hadn't been able to do. Um, Just the moment itself, the Cubs finally breaking their own curse, um, getting, I believe, the Billy Goat off of their back um, was just incredible for them to finally achieve. And so I, I like the parallels between that. And I didn't know that I would see it in my lifetime. Um, and then it happened. So that's why I have that um, monumentous moment just a little bit ahead of you too. Um, but as far as my number 10 goes, I actually, I went kind of off the board here. You might choose to disagree with this one. So American Pharaoh winning the triple crown is my number 10. Uh, Larry Colmus on the call. Um, and it was just an iconic call with him going, American Pharaoh has won the Triple Crown, and that's just always stuck with me. Um, so that that's my 10 there. Tosh, did you uh, mention your 10? Yeah, so my 10th was Tiger 2008 um, U.S. Open. And so that was when he played against Rocco Mediate in the playoff. Uh, 
you know, played on one leg, and that was basically the last major he had won until the 2019 Masters. And so I had that just because I feel like um, that was kind of Tiger's um, biggest moment there. You know, he seemed unstoppable playing on one leg uh, in the U.S. Open. Thing even went to a playoff. Um, the next day, I remember we were all, you know, my whole family was watching that. Um, and so that was just one of those moments where it's like, this guy's insane. He's playing on a broken leg. He's uh, winning U.S. Opens. He's hitting shots out of the fescue at Torrey Pines um, and, and is really just at the, the peak of his dominance. And I think what's even made that a bigger moment uh, looking back on it was the fact that that was kind of the last we'd seen a Tiger for about 10 years. Um, what, why didn't you guys have this one on your list? I, I considered it. Um, definitely was up there for me. I'm a huge Tiger fan and big golf fan in general. I chose to leave that one out. I picked another one of his majors that will be on my list later on. Um, yeah, I'm with I, you there. I also only had room for 10. I do actually have a Tiger moment on there, and so I couldn't justify putting two of his moments on the top 10 list of all-time sports moments for me. This moment was almost... I think we all pretty much probably know what the next Tiger moment we all have is, but um, this one was huge. I think it was just the the key point in Tiger's career of basically just he was amazing and we thought he was unstoppable and then it kind of just crashed and burned. Um, but um, yeah, Mike, what do you have for your night? I have the 2008 Olympics four by 100 men's freestyle swim. Please give me a um, breakdown of that one. Was one. Yeah, I can't <laughs> say. I that was won that. by the United States and Michael Phelps. Uh, definitely the storyline of that games coming in was Michael Phelps going for eight golds in eight events. But it was quite interesting because it was his second race in the games. And coming in, Elaine Bernard from France had said, we are the favorite and we will smash them. Um, and they certainly looked like it through 300 meters. And then Jason Lezak completely outswam Bernard and beat him right at the end. Um, so if you haven't seen it or don't remember it, I'd definitely recommend watching that one. Are you guys uh, in or out on the, uh, on the uh, Olympics? I'm, I'm huge on the Olympics. I'm definitely Yeah, I think in. anytime you can have the world's best competing, uh, I'll, I'll be there to watch it. So I'm in on the Olympics. Moving back to my number nine for moment, and it is an Olympic sport. I'm moving to hockey here, and I have the Bruins 2011 Stanley Cup run, and specifically Game 7 against the Canucks uh, when, we, when we were able to win it in enemy territory. And uh, I got to see my first, uh, basically, hockey championship of my own team. Um, that, that team was iconic. You know, you had Chara, Bergeron, Marshan was a young buck. Um, and that, that rivalry really got very heated with the Sedins. Um, and so, yeah, that's on my list. Is that just cause you're a Boston fan? Yeah. So my list is a little bit skewed towards, uh, some Boston moments. Um, and then I couldn't, I couldn't go without a hockey moment on a top 10 list. And so that was the one I decided to sneak in there. What about Are there any notable games, moments uh, from that game? Yeah, um, I believe it was Alexander Burroughs took a bunch of cheap shots at our players. And then in game five or six, the Canucks, we went to overtime and they hit, they, or they scored within like 14, 20 seconds of overtime. And I was absolutely fuming. Um, that, that series was easily one of the, the best series I've seen besides the Bruins and Blues just last year in 2019. Um, and if it wasn't for Jordan Bennington having just the game of his life, I think Bruins would still be defending cup champions. 
Well, number nine, I had uh, Wisconsin 2016 beating a 38-0 and Kentucky team in the final four. Uh, both teams were number one seeds going in there. Kentucky had a team of seven future NBA players, uh, Carl Towns, Devin Booker, Trey Lyles, Willie Cauley-Stein, um, and, and everyone, you know, that was probably the most hyped college basketball team in recent memory. Um, hey, Tosh, I wanted to ask you about this one because wasn't that – they beat that Kentucky team, but didn't, that was in the, uh, the, the Final Four, wasn't it? Yeah, so that was, that was in the Final Four, and they did end up losing uh, – Wisconsin did end up losing to Duke – but I still put this moment on here just because um, if Kentucky had, you know, beaten Wisconsin and went 40-0, and won the whole thing, I think that would have been probably the most crazy uh, season ever in college basketball, and Wisconsin prevented that from happening. Um, and, and it's not like Wisconsin's team was that highly uh, thought of with, I mean, Frank Kaminsky was good and Sam Decker was good, but those guys were a little bit underrated, and I thought that this was uh, – this is one of the great upsets in, in uh, college basketball. And I, I had to get a March Madness moment on there just because I'm such a big uh, college fan. And, and uh, I think this was probably the, the top college basketball moment um, for me in the last 20 years. Okay, let me take you now to my number eight because I think it works perfectly here. I have a basketball moment on here. And my number eight moment is the 98 Michael Jordan shot over Byron Russell. The one, it was uh, game six in Utah, his sixth ring. There was the controversy of the shove or the push-off. Absolutely iconic moment. The last time we see Jordan in a Bulls uniform. Um, and so that's on my list. I thought, I thought that that was definitely a top uh, moment of the decade. For me, I just was not old enough to remember that. So I didn't put that on, on, uh, on my list. But that, that I mean, it, can't, it doesn't get much better than Jordan's sixth title. Uh, cementing his legacy as the GOAT, as well as, you know, in, in the Jordan fashion, just um, doing it in basically a last-second buzzer-beater shot. Uh, that, that one was pretty crazy. I, I give you that one, Jerry. All right, Mike, what do you have at uh, number eight? I have the 2013 Iron Bowl between Auburn and Alabama. Um, that game's remembered as the kick six for most. Alabama was coming in at 11-0. And Auburn was ten and one. Alabama, respectively, at number one. Auburn, number four. Um, Alabama was two-time defending champion, and it looked like they were going to go to overtime. Alabama set up for a 57-yard field goal attempt, came up short, and Chris Davis took it back. Um, really iconic call. Still gives me chills when I hear it. Um, you know, there goes Davis. Oh my! Oh my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back. Um, that call. So Auburn's going to win the football game. And the funniest yeah. part about that is Saban was, was livid on the sidelines saying calling for a timeout because they had one second left to try that game winning field goal. Um, was that, was that Griffin or Griffith, the kicker for, for Bama at that time? I can't recall. I'm not positive on that. I think they had a long, longer kicker um, that came in and tried it rather than their normal field goal kicker. Do either of you guys remember what, um, was on the line for Bama in that game if they had won or um, would they have gone to the national championship? Oh, easily. They were number one going into the game. Um, and then and then with that loss, they, they were knocked out. Yeah, they would have at least gone to the SEC championship game for, for sure. And if they won that game, they would have had a chance to become the first 
three-time defending champion in the modern era of college football. So it was a huge game. Yeah, that's a mistake I think I made on my list was leaving off um, any college football-related games. I was just having a hard time of picking one. I know the Iron Bowl, that 2013 Iron Bowl was is super famous um, with the kick return. Um but it was just a regular season game. So I was thinking about one, but I uh, didn't end up putting putting one on there. But what I had at number eight was just the uh, the Cubs World Series that we had talked about earlier. Um, I had it a little higher than you might just because I feel like the, the over 100-year drought, um, you'd always heard about the Cubs not, you know, being able to win World Series and um, what do they call them, lovable losers. Um, and so... Had that one number eight. Um, and your seven? My seven was the Pats comeback. Uh, down 28 to three. Uh, the GOAT, Tom Brady, bringing the Pats back. I remember um, sitting in my living room couch in college, and, and we were like, this is the worst Super Bowl ever. Like, this is a joke. Um, Matt Ryan was running it up on on the uh, on the Pats there and and yeah don't ever count out Brady and Belichick but uh, Jerry I have a question for you did you turn the TV off when it was twenty eight three No it's actually really funny I was going to get a friend uh, let him into the apartment at halftime and I was in my full Brady gear uh, and some guy just looks at me and I was like hey I don't know we're getting our ass kicked like this is awful um, but you know I'm sitting there slumping in my couch. It's the third quarter, and I'm slumping, slumping, slumping. And for whatever reason, I didn't turn it off, and I'm so thankful I did. Also, I want to add, you have that way, way, way too low on your list. A 25-point comeback in the Super Bowl in a quarter and, like, three minutes? Like, come on. That's way too low. So you, I mean, I'm guessing I, you have that on your list, Jerry. Oh, easily. We're, we'll get to where I have that, but uh, no spoilers here. We'll, uh, we're going to save that for a little bit later. Yeah. I, I kind of thought, though, you know, just thinking about the game, obviously a 25-point comeback when they did it is unbelievable. But when you look at the game, it was kind of a tale of two halves where neither halves were very competitive. I know the second half was, was a lot more intriguing, but, you know, the oh, I mean, Patriots dominated the second half. Falcons did in the first half. You know, yeah, the first half of that Super Bowl was probably one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life, um, and I'm I'm surprised I didn't turn off the TV at that point. Um, I just I, I stuck with it. You know, Pat's fans since day one can't can't leave my team when they're down. I think that's a good transition into my uh, my seventh. I actually have a Patriots Super Bowl as well. You'll like this one, Jerry. I have the 2015 Super Bowl with the Pats winning 28 over the Seahawks at 24. Um, that game's, of course, remembered for the Malcolm Butler pick on the slant at the goal line on second down. Um, yeah, again, you know, just, just way too low. The Pats had gone 10 years without winning a Super Bowl before that. Um, and then arguably the Pats could would definitely have lost the Super Bowl without that. Again, if they just handed it to oh, Marshawn yeah. Lynch on the one-yard line, I mean, we don't win that game. Well, I don't have it in my top 10, and let me tell you why I don't have that one in my top 10. Um while it was a great game, I do think that the Patriots have had at least two or three other Super Bowls who that were uh, more impactful and crazier than that Super Bowl. Um, while it was crazy, uh, they did go on to win two more Super Bowls, and I don't know if I'd buy the fact that, that if they didn't win that one, they wouldn't have won the other two. Um, I think the 28-3 to comeback was crazier than beating Seattle. The interception was... 
um, you know, a huge turning point. But the that team that they had was stacked, and um, I think they deserve to win the Super Bowl. So, Tosh, um, I'll agree with you there. Where it's the, the it's crazy to come back twenty eight to three, but the game itself for the twenty eight to twenty four victory over the Seahawks was back and forth the entire way, um, even throughout the first half. Uh, nobody really pulled the header, got too far behind. I think. Yeah. Behind by like ten points, and that was the largest comeback at the time. You know, until the two years later with the twenty eight to three. Yeah, the Patriots scored a touchdown with two minutes left. Um, Julian Edelman scored a four yard touchdown with two minutes left to go ahead. And it looked like here the Patriots go again, you know, their classic comeback just for the Seahawks to march down in five plays, have second and one. And then, you know, they throw the pick we all remember. But yeah, well, what I would say to counter that is, is that if you're going to look back at the Patriots with Brady and Belichick and give, give me your top three moments of that era, for me, this moment, I don't know if it, if it makes the top three, I think of the comeback, um, and then I think of the, the, them losing to the Giants in the 16-0 and 0 year. Um, and then I, I personally think of the, the f- first Super Bowl they won. Um, so it didn't, it didn't make my top um, in that sense. Um, was a great, great Super Bowl, though. Tosh, what's your seventh? Yeah, so my sixth, um, or my seventh was the Pats coming back, but my sixth is... The Giants Super Bowl 2008, beating the 18-0 Pats with Randy Moss, um, Tom Brady, a pretty loaded defense. Um, and I think this was the biggest upset uh, of my lifetime. The Pats were favored by 12.5 points going into the Super Bowl. Um, the two-week lead-up, no one gave the Giants a shot. Everyone thought uh, the Pats were, were going to go 19-0, be the best football team uh, ever that season. And, and what really did happen was just the Giants' pass rush um, just gave Brady fits the whole day. Uh, O.C., Minora, Justin Tuck, Michael Strahan, um, and then a few crazy plays that Eli Manning, the Ty- uh, David Tyree play, um, and, and the Giants pulled it out. Eli Manning, you know, I never would have thought he would win not only one but two Super Bowls over the Pats. Um, but yeah, this one had to hurt for you, Jerry. This is ridiculous. I'm in pain just listening to you go over this because I've blocked that out of my memory. Just shoved so far down. I don't even want to think about this Super Bowl. Um, I, yeah, I it's funny. I, I that one too. I avoid it all the time, and then around Super Bowl time, of course, I'm just watching the highlights or getting ready for the game, getting amped up, and it's a pregame, and it's the Tyree catch every time, and it's just it's honestly haunting. And I, I that's all I'm gonna say about this one. And there, there's no way in hell it's making my list ever. I have this one on my list too. It's a little higher up, but I, I agree. It was a great game. Um, I never would have expected it to be as low scoring as it was, especially from the Patriots. They were the highest scoring team ever, at least to that point. But yeah, it was a great game. Yeah, no, I will add out of all the Patriots iterations I've seen under Belichick and Brady, that 07 team was by far the best season they've put together. Um, it might not be, have been the season where they overcame the most to win a title um, or to get as far as they did in this instance, um, but that was definitely the most overwhelming team that they've had. Yeah, just looking back on it, I mean, that team's offensive firepower was insane, um, and I think that, that this Super Bowl was honestly probably my favorite Super Bowl of the entire uh 
decade and and um, just some crazy some crazy uh, moments there in that Super Bowl. Uh, Jerry, what did you have as your uh, your number six? Yeah, so sixth. I'm just gonna go over it really briefly because mine actually was the uh, Auburn kick six that Mike had brought up beforehand. Um, just the fact that it was the Iron Bowl that rivalry. Um, both teams were ranked within the top five, and the fact that something backfired on Saban and the Bama dynasty couldn't get that uh, repeat of the ring, um, I think was just a great moment. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, that is part one. Mike, thanks for joining us. Uh, keep an eye out for the second half of Mike's guest appearance where we break down the top five and attempt to come to an agreement on the moments in sports, Mount Rushmore. Um, as always, check out our new articles on 2tvsports.com. Follow us on Twitter at 2TV Sports. Um, and for now, 2TV Sports signing off the mic.